But you could call me the can man, because anybody can get it. Unbelievable! Dana! 60 G's, baby! Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler! Welcome to episode 57 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron. Another two-man mission this week, me and Tom Kennett. Uh, TK, I was, I was going to say to you a second ago, I think this is the first time I've actually seen you face-to-face in about a week and a half now. Yep. How was the races? I obviously didn't go with you. Shambles of a week. <laughs> Shambles. Yeah, couldn't pick my nose. Let alone a winner. Because for me, the Tuesday went okay. The Wednesday went really good. I think I, I think within the first five races, I had three of the winners. Okay. And so I was pretty much sorted for the day then. Yeah. The Thursday, I think I put 30 on and I had one winner, which was 42.50. So it wasn't too bad there. Okay. And then Friday was just horrible. <laughs> Friday essentially just got rid of any progress I'd made during the week. And so I think I finished like a tenner up, which looking at some other people isn't bad at all. I oh, know. I've been walking around... Like the office and stuff, I've heard like groups of like girls, blokes, whatever, all saying, Oh, well, I'm just about up over the week. I was looking at you, no, fucking, I am not up at all. Well, I saw um, Gaz, who we both used to work with earlier, yeah. bumped into him, you know, he is, so I couldn't get away for a while. But he was telling me, and he was putting on pathetic bets like 5p each way and stuff like that. <laughs> but he had a bet where he put it on 5p each way and um, he cashed out for 95 quid. What? He picked basically. All of the all of one jockey's rides for the day, yeah. and I think they had like three winners in the day. Okay, at some of them long odds, and so he just cashed out because it was on for like a thousand. So that's crazy. Yeah, he he claimed that he put on in total without free bets less than three quid, and he banked like one hundred and fifty-seven. But you always have to take with a pinch of salt what people say they won. I, I saw a tweet earlier in the week saying. Um, no one on Twitter's ever lost a bet, which was pretty accurate. Yeah, it was so true, wasn't it? My stepbrother the other day was like, "Yeah, I won. Uh, I won twenty five quid." He's like, "Oh yeah, like, I spent forty quid on it." I was like, <laughs> "Didn't quite then, did you? It's not quite true." Yeah, because there was the clear favourites. I think it was like Footpad, Bouvedere, and then I saw people gloating about having them. Well, I don't know if I told you because I hadn't seen you. And when me and Sean were at the races on the Wednesday. Um, I saw this bloke and you see some horrific people at the yeah, races Cheltenham absolutely. races for anyone who's unsure um, and this proper like cocky bloke in one of them stupid hats which Peaky you blinders. see yeah <laughs> walk proper cocking his shoulders like this up to some bird <laughs> and if, I think I can't remember what horse was in the first race might have been Altior when me and Sean what? were there oh it was a basically it was a clear <laughs> yeah, it was a clear yeah, yeah. favourite and he's walked up and gone absolute shock I had the winner in the first anyway <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was that fucking Sam Crow, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that was Sam Crow, yeah. <laughs> so what are you talking about? Half that? the course had <laughs> the same horse, and this bloke was giving it the big end because no. he'd landed this one. They're horrendous. 
I bet the same the same people who said this probably all lumped on that under so as well. Yeah, they probably they'll keep that quiet. Because for me, I don't bet on horses any time other than race week. Race week, yeah. And I actually feel less confident backing a big favourite than I do backing like a ten to one yeah, shot yeah, because yeah. I just feel like um it's almost too good to be true when you have like a fight when you're relying on a horse which we we don't know how intelligent they are i think it said a lot where they said about one in the week that it can't get too far ahead because it forgets that it has to keep the lead and i thought this pretty much tells me all i need to know and people are putting thousands on it to jump over fences you can't put um you can't put too much faith in like even like experts and stuff because they're just so blase when one loses so they'll i saw someone the other day what was who are they going on about it might have been under so, and it's going on about it all day, all day. It's like, yeah, why is it? It's barely even like there's no point even doing the race, really. He's obviously going to do it, <laughs> and then literally, as soon as it, it didn't win, he was like, ah, that's horse racing, isn't it? <laughs> like, what you can't be doing that all day and then say that. Yeah, my, my brother's bird said to me at the start of the week, um, going into the second day, she's like, you know, two horses died yesterday, and I thought, I don't want to, I don't have to tell you this, <laughs> it's probably going to get a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, you're looking at trouble now, now. Yeah, there is. Kind of an ethical side to it, but it ain't gonna stop. No, and on the nice side, I suppose the ones that don't die, which is very strange to say, saying all of that, do have a, a very good life in comparison to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. obviously, you do have to survive that time. It's kind of like um, boxing in a way. We had the discussion the other week where the boxers who do make it to the top do have a very good life, but yeah, the ones. The ones uh, they say it kind of just a sacrifice of the sport. I suppose they're doing it by choice, though, as the horse is just kind yeah, of doing whatever he's thrown into. But <laughs> one other thing with that, the first race when we've been in there on the first day, I've got terror for a few of us do, in fact. He's running well, he's winning. Another one comes in, it's a good little battle. Shattered Love ends up winning. I turn around to see Joe Gregory's smug face <laughs> as he's backed it for like four or five to one or something. I've I thought he was cheering on the wrong horse. I was thinking, nah, he's got it wrong. <laughs> oh, fuming. I actually had that um, during the week where I was just looking at the colour and I was proper rooting for this horse. And he got near the end and I thought, that's not actually the number that I should be cheering for. <laughs> um, I was trying to think of anything else interesting for the week. I thought listening to it on the radio is far more dramatic than actually watching it because they kid you into thinking your horse actually has a chance. So only for them at the end to go... Oh, and it is so-and-so that <laughs> he wins. He did come fourth. Yeah, because my uncle, uh, we were on the way to the Arsenal-Milan game. Yeah. And he had, was it Penn something in one of the races? And he said before he had the horse, and then it's it's eventually won. And he's like, oh, 50p each way on that. I was like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> way. Oh. But I suppose I'd probably rather be like that than yeah, put, a lo- put a load on and... Uh, End up losing it all. How did our resident tips the Rory get on? I don't actually know. Uh, he avoided me when we were there on the Wednesday. Swerved you? Yeah. He even phoned him for food after, and he was like, I'm with my dad's mate from work. I was like, <laughs> so what's your point? Why Why can we not meet? Actually phoned him. I said, me and Sean are leaving the course now. Um, if you come and meet us, we're going to go into town. He's like, I'll probably just get the lift, mate. I was like, no, no, just pile the lift and come with us. It's like a 15-minute walk. And he's like... No, no, I think I'll get the lift. <laughs> Snake. Embarrassed to be seen with you, boys. Probably should have been uh, the way Sean was getting in. I thought I was going to have to carry him home at one point. 
Due to many rumours. No, there was there was a point where I could see where the night was going. <laughs> and I, I thought I'd go into the Milan game the next day. This isn't going to end well. And I thought I'm going to take myself out of the equation now. Get out of the early doors. I got dragged for one after the races, which wasn't going down nicely. Shock. Self-professed now, I, I do not enjoy drinking. I do not enjoy <laughs> drinking a lot. And so by this point, I'd peaked. I was on the way down. All I could think about was getting food. Took myself home, broccoli with kebab, went in there. Uh, half pound of a cheese, large cheesy chips. The blokes looked at me and he's gone, can I tempt you with 10 nuggets, mate? Winked at me. <laughs> Two pounds. And I've gone, oh, go on then. <laughs> Oh, he knew his audience. Yeah. Well, he said he still thinks I work in this job I worked about four years ago. He said to me, you still work at the co-op, mate? No. <laughs> I haven't for the last time. I'm pretty sure time. I've been in there when he's asked that as well. I think it must just be his conversation piece every time. I am glad he's in there because he does make a good burger and he gives me a little bit of money off as we've seen there. But I got home, ate, ate that pretty quickly. It was, it was lovely. <laughs> and then uh, fell asleep, must have been half time in the Chelsea game. Woken up to a text from Jack, who's been on here before, saying, you just can't do anything with a message like that. I thought it was going to be like 6-0 when I flipped my phone on. Obviously, it was only three in the end. but not bad. No, if that was us, we would have collapsed. Yeah, that would have been a rout, wouldn't it? (laughs) The way he was looking, you just see sometimes. And he actually put a thing, a message the other day. He was like, I tried to be less greedy now. And I thought, Jesus, (laughs) if this is is you being less greedy now, then there's obviously more to give. It's disgusting. Yeah, terrified. Uh, I was meant to go out for breakfast with Dan on the Thursday as well. Yeah. Meant to go out at half eight for breakfast. Never happened. I actually woke up at eight as I was meant to, and he texted me, Luke, and I was like, mission aborted. This is not <laughs> happening. <laughs> it was always optimistic. Slept till about one, got up for the Arsenal game. Arsenal game giving me an awful uh, breakfast there as well. They're usually good. I don't know what they'd done the eggs in, but the eggs, when the yolk's just solid as well, it's like, what are you doing to oh, me? What? Then they've let again for another European game. There's loads of Milan fans in the home end, so I'm going. They're not to, the fans you want in there. Well, I'm going to the CSK Moscow game. I do not want their fans <laughs> in there. And we had two Milan fans in front of us. The stewards can't even claim it wasn't blatant. Some of them had like Milan scarves on, and they're posing with their and they have Italian accents. Which, if you're over here with an Italian accent for Aston Milan, you probably are a Milan fan. Yeah. And there's these two in front of us. I've looked down and I've seen his Insta story and he's taken a picture of the Arsenal badge outside the ground and written scum over it. And I'm like, look at it. I'm like, who do you think you are? <laughs> They've obviously got 1-0 up and I can see him proper smug down there on his own. The moment uh, we've scored the third, the look on his face, all these people around him were kind of looking. He wasn't that chopsy, but he he just looked smug. Oh, no. And uh, he's just had a chorus of people just giving him the little chin up, and he's left the ground early. All oh, these wow. people looking at him, going, see you later, mate. <laughs> what a mug. I was going to say so, and I thought, I'm the person who he'd just lamp on his way out. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, he's I'm, like, not, I'm not having it off this one. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'll take it from all these, I'm not having it from him. My uncle gave him a little chin up, and I thought, don't be doing that, I'm next Brave. to you. Yeah. They were big lads as well. And there was enough Milan fans in there. If they wanted to get rowdy, I'm not. I'm not backing Arsenal fans. I'm backing a hundred of them over a thousand of us. <laughs> yeah. Should we just um, also have a minute's silence for Beer Colour, the demise of Shouting and Beer Colour? 
I didn't see this loss coming. I thought it was a, I thought it was like a, I didn't think it was a chain until me and Rory yeah, went yeah, out yeah. in Sheffield and we saw one there as well. And yeah. it was literally like the exact same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of magic off a bit. Yeah. The only place where they almost encourage you to dance on the tables. I've never known any other place that encourages you to get up and stand on the table. <laughs> I can only assume they can't afford to pay the insurance in there or something because, right, what we're going to do is we're going to get you steins, so two pints each, slippery wooden tables, <laughs> and you're all going to get up there, smashed, and dance. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how it hasn't worked out. I thought that was where everyone went. Maybe... Um... I know, that's the main sort of... Chapman's playing a false nine now. They haven't got a striker anymore. Beer colour was the front line. No, it's I'm telling you, Fever is... It's waiting for its time. <laughs> Fever is Glenn Murray hanging around at Brighton. <laughs> he's got the age, but he's still going to carry on banging the goals. Much like Glenn Murray, people turn their nose up at it, but it is what it is. You've got to embrace <laughs> yeah. it. All right, we'll move, we'll move on um, to something a little less glamorous. Um, so we had the England squad announcement for the two friendlies coming up. Um, against Italy and the Netherlands, I mean, as inspiring as ever. Yeah, we're not. I mean, we don't break down every single squad announcement, but this is the last set of friendlies, is it not, before the World Cup? Uh, I mean, there's the friendlies that you the have, ones, like, yeah, 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 but, but these are the ones. I'm trying to think. Up until the squad is announced, probably isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is probably a good indication of the squad he has in up. mind and the last kind of chance saloon people that he's going to think I'm going to give you a, give you a go. Yeah. So, in alphabetical order, I have this squad. It wasn't okay. broken up when I uh, copied and pasted it earlier. And if we kind of go down each player, say whether we like the inclusion, whether it's right, wrong, and at the end yeah. we'll do a bit of a roundup. Mm. Um, so, first we've got Deli Ali. <laughs> Scrunching up your face. Could dive and get us a penalty. If we need. The last. It'd be just England's like he dives and gets sent off or something. Yeah, we'll get to Wellbed near the end because we've got a bit to say on his diving oh, as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> But yeah, he, um, he. There's no surprise about him being on the team sheet, is there? No, You'd say be... he's fairly nailed on to be in the starting eleven, let alone in the squad. Should be, shouldn't it? Yeah, I prefer it if he was in last season sort of form. Yeah, a couple. I don't think you think he's been patchy. Usually, um, been enough, when they're but... in that form, though, they they run out of it before the World Cup. So True. maybe he'll come into it just before. True. <laughs> and he's gonna have to step up with Harry Kane being out. So maybe he's gonna might hit a good run of form yeah. now. Yeah. Now he's got Sun in front of him. Son, what a baller. All right, Ryan Bertrand. I don't want him in my squad. Really? See, the, the thing is, there's some players you turn your nose apart, but then you look at the other options. Yeah, this is it, isn't it? That's more of a reflection on our lack of options at left-back. Yeah. Well, someone else we're going to come on to, I'm sure. No, I'm not sure if you've put him in there. Oh, I've just got the, this. Yeah, no, no, you have, yeah. Because yeah. he got injured on the week. I wasn't sure if he's out yet. But yeah, the lack of options we've got a left-back is glaring. Yeah. I don't know what Luke Shaw's done to Jose Mourinho. We're going to definitely get on to him. He's obviously pissed in his coffee yeah. or whatever, but he's fuming with him. So, oh, Danny Rose is playing, isn't he? Uh, Danny Rose is in the squad, yeah. Okay, Bertrand, if he's the left, if he's the backup, I don't, I don't mind it so much. No. What's Leighton Baines doing? <laughs> There's a guy who's just, I don't know, his legs went or something. Quite surprised he didn't get more of a go when you look at, since Ashley Cole, there hasn't really been no, yeah, no, a dominant left back for us. And then you look at penalties from him and free and free, free kicks. Kick. Yeah. Well, didn't uh, didn't he get pulled from one of the squads because they thought he'd be homesick? So they ended up taking Stephen Warnock instead. Jesus. I'm pretty sure that happened one tournament. I can't remember which one it was. It's probably as we've said. He looks stinky. The squad were probably just fuming <laughs> with him being in there. 
Friends of the Arctic Monkeys is cool. So, right? Someone was cool. ponging out my office today at work. I could barely breathe. I'd keep doing. Have you ever had it when um, someone stinks in your office, almost farted or something, and you have to do the tie over the nose kind of thing? And to make I keep it subtle. Yeah, and I had to do that as if I was just kind of just fidgeting around like that yeah, over yeah. my nose. It wasn't working. <laughs> um, so then you have Jack Butland. Yeah. I'd feel a lot more confident on this until that mistake, wasn't it? Was it against Liverpool or was it just everyone said and people want this to be the new Liverpool keeper? There was yeah, one no, no, recently. There was, a, there was a mistake. It wasn't against Liverpool, but it was near post. It was a bad one. Yeah. Pushed it into the net. Yeah, but at the same time, everyone's going back to one mistake. It's, yeah, you've probably not done too bad if people are highlighting one. mistake. Uh, yeah, my thing for him is that he's injury prone, which is because people want him as the Arsenal next keeper, mm. and we have enough injuries as it is. If he's injured somewhere else and he comes You'll to Arsenal... He'll definitely be injured at your place. <laughs> yeah, then he's definitely yeah, getting done. Break his back or something at Arsenal. No, I think, fair call up, I think... Keepers he, pretty much prick themselves, don't they? Is he going to be number one? No, it's going to be Joe Hart, which we're going to get on to. Yeah, it does. I'm, yeah, I'm sure that feelings are on yeah. that. I, I think I'd have Butland, if he's not number one, number two. Yeah. Okay, so we've got... A second call-up to the squad, but first preliminary call-up. Last time he came in for the under-21s. Um, Lewis Cook, good season at Bournemouth. I was having a good season at Bournemouth. And for all of the call-ups, which I was going to say at the end, really, but I've ranted there before about charity caps. Yeah. I don't really think these are. The people who've been called up do seem like genuine call-ups to the squad. They don't look like they're picked just for the sake of it. People who could have a good chance of making yeah. the squad if they impress. Yeah, probably and, harsh they've got to do it in two games. Yeah, but um, so no issue with Cook being called up. No, that's that's one I like. Yeah, I'm gonna try at this point. I think Eric Dyer. Yeah, he's gonna be in the squad. He's gonna be there. Would you like to see him playing more in midfield ahead of the World Cup rather than switching back and forth? That will be harder to switch than people think. Yeah, that'll be more of a transition than people realize. Um. I think he's better suited to the holding mid role, so I yeah, think it should, it should be better for him at England. But yeah, we'll say we're not yeah, going to have a lot of time to adjust. His squad in the holding midfield, I would say, is one of the first names on the sheet in terms of looking at the rest of the squad and who can do what he does. Yeah, Henderson's filling in there a lot of Liverpool at the minute. It's a mixed. We've success. got him coming up. Yeah, um, Joe Gomez. Now, for me, I think when he first came into the Liverpool team, I criticised him, and yeah. then I went the other way, and now he just seems like he's in no, he's, he's in good form. To, yeah, no, he's in decent form. Him and Trent have kind of been. So he's playing fullback for Liverpool at the moment, predominantly. Because was he playing fullback briefly? Yeah, he plays yeah. for what most um, centre back. Sorry, Has he, he played centre back. He's a. I think he's a centre back, really. Yeah. But he, he feels and he's played. I think he even played left back when he first started yeah. as well. So he he might well get in the squad on versatility as well. Yeah. For that reason, they, they they like someone like that. I think he's been in good form. I think. Well, like him and Trent are right back. To be fair, I think that's a, a decent little position for us. On um, to versatility because he's not in the squad. Is is Phil Jones injured? Because he's not the most safe player. But when you've got a player who can play defensive in right back and centre back, he but seems all, a good one to have in the squad. Yeah. No. He, has he been injured? He wasn't in bad form for United. No, no, year. that's what I mean. I think he, he went off a little bit. Uh, I've, I didn't. I haven't seen him playing for the last couple of weeks because they've been playing Bay and Smallin. Yeah. So Smallin is not in the squad. Smallin's not in the squad. No. Not made it. A little bit surprised. Yeah, same. I thought they'd pick him. Just he's been a fairly, fairly sort of mainstay, really. Yeah. Isn't he? Um, and then you have Joe Hart. 
which I've simply got next to his name. Why? <laughs> he he hasn't played in however long, and then the lo- when he has played just now, they lost three 0 and the third goal was literally entirely his fault. Yeah. Well, when your um, team has signed him and pleased, and then you're calling for your previous backup to Adrian to be your number one keeper, it's Randolph, isn't it? I'm not dreaming that. What about Randolph? He's uh, he's West Ham's keeper, isn't he? He's somewhere else. Adrian's normally. Oh, I thought he'd gone. No, so I'm at, no, I'm no, out zero of way round. They were looking at getting rid of Adrian, then then they're getting rid of Randolph. Okay, yeah, that Adrian makes was sense. back up, and then they put him back in because they realised he's actually a better keeper than Joe Hart. Yeah, but both we'll fall Randolph from grace as well. To be honest, yeah, I know. Jesus, we said it about Sterling, who we'll get on to. But do you think Joe Hart? Because I don't remember him being that bad. It seems to be all at once he was bad, or is it just that confidence. you're complimented by when you've got a defence like that in front of you, and then I think his confidence got drained progressively. A lot of it, though, like confidence is more I'd say when you've got a one-on-one coming at you when it's an instinct save that doesn't that shouldn't be going from confidence surely yeah maybe he's just questioning things though he's yeah. just ball, the flight of the ball he's just not tracking it like he used to I think that head and shoulders had it all went down after that well, it's I, like dating a Kardashian or whatever <laughs> or it's just it's a curse for it Don't at do least it. you've got the Kardashian though coming out of that it, it's not like he's gained much instead <laughs> he ended up just getting dropped from the ad for Buffon <laughs> just <laughs> Well, when you look at his performance in the last major tournament, the goal exceeded against Iceland, the free kick to Bale, where the commentators quite literally said, he can't score from here, can he? <laughs> he somehow squirmed in from about 40 yards. I think the fact that he shot says a lot about Joe Hart to begin with, that you're confident enough to shoot from that distance against yeah. him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was before Bale went down the shitter as well. Down the shitter? <laughs> can you say he's in good form? No. No. Well, Compared to what he was, this is what I was saying the other day. When, if you say now, would people rather have Bale or Salah? It's deemed as like an insulting question, and then you remember what Bale was like in I the think league. People, yeah, I think people do forget, don't they? He was rinsing our league at one. That point. horrible time when they'd Spurs would be behind, and then every single time in about ten minutes to go, he'd bag one from about thirty yards out. He was an unbelievable player. To be fair. Yeah. So after Joe Hart, you have Jordan Henderson, and, and for not- him, I would say that. As with Dyer, there aren't many other players who can do what he does. No, and he is, at this point, one of our most experienced midfielders in terms of being there, done it. Um, we still don't have a captain, sometime... do we? Yeah, this is the other thing. He probably he might well be. <laughs> it's going to be Kane. I don't think we need to put that pressure on him. But... We don't, but it's happening. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we don't have any obvious leadership choice, I don't think. Hendo or Dyer for position, they might do it, but... I think Henderson sometimes gets maybe more heavily criticised than he should. From you this weekend. But then, yeah, this weekend he was fucking shit. That first half against Watford, he's either colourblind <laughs> or he was, I don't know, some sort of bet going on to break that Sanchez record because he was giving it away for fun. But when he's on it, he is a good player more than people yeah. realise. So I like it. Uh, Lalanne next. Um For me, I've said that I'm not sure he should be in this squad because no. the form currently... But then I suppose it is a thing of you pick on the name in this case. He's not really been playing, let alone playing well. Has he cut his hair now? Because that could be the difference. He needs to cut off fucking hair and shit. No, he's just come back from that injury. Yeah. He's only been getting kind of 10, 15, 20 minutes here and there. He's had, he started some sort of lesser games. So, yeah, I don't think he, I don't think his form certainly justifies it. Maybe he no. wants to take a look at him. Maybe he's thinking, if I don't get much of a look at him before Liverpool's 
end of the season, maybe I'd need to have a look at him now. I don't know what kind of character he is either. I don't know if he's loud, quiet. Maybe someone's good to around the squad, but he doesn't seem like he's that. No. He seems like he'd he chip in every now and then. and a standard sort of middle of the road type of Hang back with Hendo. Checking his barnet. So next we have probably the complete opposite of that. So we've got Jesse Lingard. Millie rocking. Who, very loud, in good form. <laughs> They're taking him for social media purposes. He's doing it for oh, the Oh, honestly, when I thought he was going to be the one to announce Sanchez, when <laughs> there was rumoured that he was going to sign that day, and then it was like, we've given Jesse Lingard social media control for the day. I was like, oh, please, <laughs> no. Oh. He is one of the first names on the team sheet at the moment, the way he's playing. Yeah, I don't quite know where they're going to play him if they play Ali as well, though. I don't know if Boy, he, play he's together. been playing central, hasn't he, for United? Yeah, I just don't know. Get a four-two-three-one, a narrow four-two-three-one. Mm-hmm. Been playing FIFA. Sterling, Ali, and Lingard in that three. It's Fire. nice. It's nice. And Lingard's probably going to be pushed wider though if you do that. Yeah, but yeah, no, he's got to be in. He's, he's scored some clutch goals for United this year. Yeah, he's he been the clutch man. He scored the one that won in the FA Cup when Van Hal was there. He scored that peach. Oh, yeah, 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 he did, yeah. Back when I was liking him and United fans weren't. There was those videos that, um, what's it, Andy Tate, outside the thing, just saying, <laughs> Lingard, on 100 grand a week. There's actually that Twitter account, isn't there? Is is Lingard <laughs> worth 100 grand a week yet? And it's just every week it was just tweeting, no, <laughs> no, no. And then he bagged Jenna Frumes and it went uphill from there. Oh, and then there's those awful videos. No, the awesome pictures, sorry, of him. Supposedly that birdie he cheated with. Yeah. And all these girls <laughs> going, I'll just never understand, man. Like, Shut your mouth. Shut up. <laughs> for, a, for starters, you look exactly more like the one he cheated with than the other one, so don't go starting, right? You probably stand to benefit from that. <laughs> Who was it? What footballer? Was it Luke Shaw, whose missus? Everyone, all the players no. turned up with <laughs> their birds. Was it Smalling? Someone wasn't it? It was it was bad. <laughs> I feel like it was Luke Shaw. It might have been. It was it was a young English player. I know. Well, the press were just like, you know, you can do like that, and you you can dump or whatever. What a horrible thing to say. <laughs> she probably turned up feeling like the bee's knees as well, and then she's just been absolutely <laughs> terrified by. I'm, I'm curious to know whether the guy did dump her. I'm just whether he's just read the press and thought, look, if it was, they're him absolutely now. right. If I'm going to be a big-time baller, I'm going to have to dump her. I don't think it was her, because the f- the first headline, rather than that, is Luke Shaw, Man United's Luke Shaw is selling his old clothes online. Well, on, on that note, actually, I did also hear a rumour that Luke Shaw's the gay footballer. I'm that like, wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> something about him, is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, you think Jose's a homophobe, that's why he hates him. <laughs> no, there's definitely some plays he's had through the years that he wouldn't have had in if that was the case. I've Googled, you're not... James Wilson. James Wilson, yes. Yeah, that was it. Maybe he just likes a curvy woman. I think they were like Charlie's sweethearts or something. And then the, She's uh, not even that bad. <laughs> the press have just gone in. I would be very pleased with that. You would. That's not bad. <laughs> You'd swipe right, 100%. If someone put that in you the group chat, like. you wouldn't make jokes. Not in our group chat, you wouldn't. <laughs> Oh, no, definitely not. Her BMI looks a bit lower than <laughs> usual for our future. <laughs> so from here, another one who I've just got Y next to. Uh, alphabetically, you can see where this is going. Jake Livermore. Jesus Christ, I didn't realise Livermore made the squad. Is he in just on the basis of 
the same as Dyer and um, Henderson. <laughs> well, we don't really have many others who can do what he does. He's just present. Have you ever have you ever met someone who they're, they're like a couple that are together because the other one's present? They're not really there together who like each other. They're just there. That's think, what Livermore's here. Do you think it's just for when um, Southgate started and people are like, are you going to pick on name or are you going to pick on reputation? <laughs> and he was like. I've got Jake Livermore in my team. You can't <laughs> accuse me of this. Have you seen how bad West Brom have been? I've, I'm picking Jake Livermore. Oh, no, I, what's he doing there? Mind We've you, got better options when that. I'm the England manager or football manager, I do just like picking a random player that the press are just going to slate you for picking every time. Usually Troy Deeney on mine. Deeney? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> or Shelby. Shelby See, would be a better option. How has he not made the squad? <laughs> Genuinely, he's actually playing well. And he's he's probably got the best passing range of those sort of those type of players we've got. I think he he just comes across the right prick, and so they you just need don't want him anywhere. Near I think we need we need someone who's a bit of an arsehole. How- Looking down the squad list, I'm not sure we get. We probably got him a Wilshire, to be fair. They're going to end up scrapping or being best mates. He'd lead Deli Ali down the wrong path as well. <laughs> there would definitely be all sorts of pictures coming out. Ali would call him like Voldemort or something, and he'll just go Bellamy style on him, and he won't make it to the World Cup. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, how Livermore's in there and how Shelby's therefore not is just huge. Further down the list then, we have Harry Maguire. Yeah. Like good choice. Good, he's had a good season. Solid. Surprised no one else came in for him when Leicester did, to be honest. Yeah, true. Shouldn't how, want they paid for him. It was like 20-something million. That may be why, actually. But I think it's 21.5 million or something now, like that. Though, yeah. You definitely, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, he's English as well, which helps boost, boost your uh, price tag up. Oh, that's... Yeah. No, he's had a really good season. I, yeah. He could, He'll be worth a fortune. Yeah, we'll probably try and buy him up. <laughs> um, Alfie Mawson up next. Another first call-up, I believe. Yeah. Not bad well. for me. I mean, if you can stand out in a Swansea City defence, then you probably are decent. Doing a decent job. Particularly done well since the new boss has come in. And when you look at the way we defend, then it's worth trying out other players and we're going to get on to another one after. I would... I will say I'd probably prefer if he had an idea of his best back four. I'm not sure he really does. No. I think you need to have a settled sort of back five, really. Yeah. Your keeper and your defence. I don't think we've got any no. of the above. <laughs> no. Well, was it um, Brazil? They picked like their first 15 players already for the squad. They just said, You're, you lot are in. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Because uh, Jesus is one of them. He's like injured and they still picked him. Like, you're in a team. Oh, wow. <laughs> Firmino's in there as well. He's got to be any bother. Yeah. But. Uh... What sort of motivation is that for them for the rest of the season? They probably, oh. Well, they said on they said on uh, Sky Sports they were like, well, chill, have the rest of the season off, make sure, <laughs> make sure you stay fit, you're in. I, say, I don't think Brazilian players need to be told to chill too often either. No, look at Ronaldo. Exactly, Ronaldinho, Adriano, yeah. they all go the same <laughs> way. Adri- well, Adri- Ronaldo ended up going with a uh, drag queen and Adriano ended up in a gang being convicted <laughs> of gang rape, so I hope they don't all go the same way. Ronaldinho is safe yet. Oh, shit, yeah, Robinho as well. He was just... He's, 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 he's got a warrant prison. out for his arrest as well, or he's is he in prison, prison time. Is that yeah. for rape or something? Yeah, I think it might be a rape Sexual as well. Something, like yeah. That. Yeah. something about this, boys. <laughs> I don't co-sign that statement. Not about Brazilians. It's just a rite of passage. You, just, you have a great <laughs> career. You go great career and then just kind of go off the rails a bit. Well, it's Maradona. <laughs> And Gascoigne, who people just pretend is this nice bloke. <laughs> For some reason, somehow he's become sort of some like lovable uncle. Well, yeah, you slate Gascoigne, it's like, do, do you have nothing about you? How can you slate Gascoigne? If if Conor Harmer was here right now, he'd be telling, he'd be putting you straight. 
He also likes Jose. Oh, wow. Okay, um, Oxlade-Chamberlain. We're only halfway down the squad. I didn't realise how big the squad was. Uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain. Very fair choice. In very good form at the moment. Has picked up better than I thought it'd be. You'd say, is he going to play in the middle of the park? Probably not. Is he going to play in attacking midfield? Probably not. So I don't know. He's going to be warming that bench. Yeah, because he's... Another one for versatility as well, though. You can fill in. Yeah, definitely. And just to his pace alone when you bring him on, although on his decision making isn't great. <laughs> no, no, decision making is pretty atrocious. But he, another one who is good to have around the squad, yeah. I imagine as well. Good yeah. personality. Cross him and Lingard would be a nightmare if they had them rooming together. They just had too much energy, wouldn't they? You'd just be able to simmer down, will you? Um, up next, you have Jordan Pickford, who no, he's in with Hearts. How the hell is he in the team? Thank God we didn't sign him when we were rumored to. I've never seen him catch a shot. Hasn't been the same since he left the northeast, has he? He parries everything. Yeah. No, I quite I like the look of him at Sunderland as well. Yeah. Maybe it's just he was getting so made much his de- Made his debut and I, I was there for his debut. Is that right? Sunderland, yeah. Yeah, no, he's not in good form at all. No. It's a shot. Nick Pope. Now, if it's on form alone, he's probably on number one. He's not going to be though, is he? He's really? not going to be because they probably should have played him earlier in the season. They should have got him some caps, a bit of experience, and thrown him in. As it is, are you going to throw an inexperienced player international level in, in goal? No. Bearing in mind our history of goalkeeping errors yeah, and how it's murdered people's careers, are they going to do it? Who was it? Who was it? Was it Carson there at the World Cup? Carson was a Croatia. No, who so was it? So we didn't make it to the Euros. Rob Green had the... Rob Green, yeah. Rob Green. Obviously, Paul Robinson had his Who moment. was it? Uh, was, was it like Gerard? You just you just had that picture and just looking at Rob Green after he fumbled <laughs> it in against America, <laughs> and, and the scandal of ITV HD cutting out for Gerard's goal, so no one saw it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember being proper optimistic at the start of that tournament as well. Uh, Rob Green just kind of drained it out of me. Bizarrely, I remember they had a TV show, like a post World Cup game, show hosted by James Corden. And they had random Jeez. guests on. Simon Cowell came on as a random guest and declared he thought England would win the World Cup. So, <laughs> so at that point, everyone obviously like, we're going to win this. Simon Cowell said it, it's happening. Up next, Marcus Rashford, who we said on here before that you need to be playing, but he's probably one who doesn't need to be playing and he's still going to be in the team. Yeah, and now he is playing a little bit more and is scoring goals, playing well. Well, didn't he can play... Didn't he play like a combined 30 minutes in the uh, Euros and he was declared our best player? <laughs> yeah, I know. He actually showed some positivity, that's what. Yeah. No, I, I like it. He's in good form. Yeah. I would like to see him play plenty for United between now and the end of the season. Yeah. And he can be a real good player for us. Uh, we mentioned Danny Rose, first choice left back. I think he's got to be, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Hope he doesn't have a tantrum like he did before Spurs' season started. Like. <laughs> He's probably going to leave in the summer, running. Yeah, see him at United. He hasn't quite the same sort of form either, I don't think, as last year. No, I don't think he gets on my potch. Maybe. Um, Raheem Sterling, one of the first names on the sheet, of the the way he's played. I've said that for, I've said that for three or four players. The other Mr. Clutch. Yeah. Big goals for him. Still, that goal that wasn't given against Italy. Oh, <laughs> People literally just leapt out of their skin <laughs> celebrating it. Yeah. He's like four or five scoring the league as well. Really yeah. Like so, yeah, fair play. John Stones. Still don't really know how good he is. No, I'm still none the wiser. But he's playing in a obviously unbelievable City team and hasn't looked out of place. No, I'll be honest with you, it's just gone your way. Cheers. Um, but he's been <laughs> dropped now, hasn't he, for Laporte? 
and company because company's are back in the team. Yeah, he's probably got. I hope company gets injured again. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> um, James Tarkowski. Nice call up. Get him and Pope in there together. <laughs> I. Uh, he's very good. He's in most yeah, people's team of the season so far. Yeah, no, he has had a, actually a good season. I, I kind of overlooked him a little bit for a lot of the season. I didn't I almost didn't quite get yeah. the score either, but. Yeah, no, again. I think so it's not a traditional English surname. You kind of just don't imagine mm. that he's English. No, I think he deserves a spot, though. He yeah. Try. Kieran Trippier. Yep. Uh, good competition in terms of him and Carl Walker for right back slot. I think. I think yeah, I think that's pretty nailed on with Walker, though, especially yeah, yeah. here in the City team. Yeah, I do I do like Trippier. Yeah. yeah. They haven't exactly missed Walker too much as well. No. These City boys are going to turn up for England training and look around. Oh, Jesus. What have we got to work <laughs> with now? <laughs> the standards they've got. Looking at Joe Hart, all right. Don't miss you too much. <laughs> you could be hearing Gareth Southgate giving you advice, being like, "Shut up, mate. I'm listening to Pep." <laughs> um, so after uh, Trippier, Jamie Vardy. He's in good form. Yeah, he's in a nice bit of form actually. He's just a bit, we said earlier about having a bit of a nasty player. As long as you didn't <laughs> take it racially again, <laughs> like in that casino, then we're all good. And if we do have any sort of success. Party party, get, <laughs> get the boys to Thailand. It'll show you a good time, just not too good, Jamie. Not too good. Time. <laughs> that video of um, the the kid in Thailand, Jeffrey. Oh, forward. <laughs> <laughs> that northern lad. Well, yeah, and we like, I don't know why you're laughing because he's fitting enough for you anyway. The fact that he didn't really, he didn't really get that much criticism on that video. There were lads like commenting on it. It's like, yeah, what a lad, what a bloke. It was just, it was a classic case of like, well, he's just been so outrageous and like audacious about it that I'm going to give him credit. Well, he said on there, didn't he? He was like, if you go to Italy, you have a pizza. <laughs> if you go to Thailand, fill in the rest. <laughs> Danny Welbeck. Oh no, we got Carl Walker before Danny Welbeck. Walker, We've kind yeah. of said guaranteed to be starting. Has really. to be something like that. Even though we do know what. Happened with his girlfriend. <laughs> Still always mentioned whenever his name is mentioned. I yep. don't think I've spin around you and that's not been brought up. How the hell is Danny Welbeck in this squad? <laughs> I mean, traditionally he does play well for England. Oh my but God. how on earth is he in this squad? What dirt has he got on the FA or something? Because he just... He's a luck. He's always in. They're just going to get in the changing room and they're going to say, like, what style are we going with today? And he's like... Wink at Welbeck. Workhorses. <laughs> it's like, Jamie, you and Welbs up top. <laughs> Just run around a bit, lads. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, there's no other reason why he's in there. No, no, absolutely not. Then we got Jackie Wilsh. Yep, got to be in. Um, I'm actually, I'd rather they just picked him just before the World Cup so we can't get injured before then if he's going to get injured he'll be on England duty as yeah well. that's how it started with someone vol like Deli Ali in training go through that's how it started with Sturridge actually when we with England got injured and he just never came back since well, even I, was, when he I, was wasn't, about, I was about four years ago even when he wasn't fit for Liverpool somehow he'd still be called up for the England squad <laughs> yeah he'd be like, oh he's, he's picked up a calf injury in England <laughs> training oh good Brilliant. and then finally Ashley Young is another one you can't really argue with he's been in good form but I resent the fact that we have to pick him like, yeah. why are our options so better that we've, we're have we picking someone who's an old winger who's now filling at left back for United why why is the cupboard so bare we've got that in our squad well he's playing well but yeah 
what is he, 34, 35? Something like that, yeah, because I tried signing him a football manager, but he's a free agent, and this is like two seasons on, and he's asking for 98k. He's the type that would. Yeah. About him. He'll get it from someone like Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> he'll just keep playing until he's about 38. Um, so that's the team. I thought the new additions made perfect sense, apart from Welbeck. Yeah, absolutely. Is Jeez. Milner injured? No. So, well, he strange he's not in the team, if not. He had a slight knot the other day, whether that was taken into consideration. You think if Ashley Young's in the squad, then Milner can get in there. If Welbeck's in the squad... Yeah, no, maybe it's just assumed that, well, you know what you get with Milner, so we'll look at other people, which I think makes sense. Yeah. Um, Because he'll, he'll, as long as he's fit, he'll be there, won't he? Realistically. He's actually been in good form for Liverpool. A lot of the fans are saying that they've been surprised at his quality on the board and stuff. It doesn't normally get talked about. Normally talk about how he's running around a lot and work all again. It's maybe a stupid question now I ask this. Oh, no. Where's Robertson from? Scotty. It's not English, then. No. I was, I was trying to get a bite out of someone the other day, saying I just can't believe he hasn't been called up. Why is Ainsley Maitland-Niles in this squad? Fucking hell. Callum Chambers got a call-up after two games for Arsenal. If Roy... Walcott got a call-up without a game. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if Roy was still manager, he would have gotten that McTominay or whatever from United. He would not have been letting Alex McLeish have a word. <laughs> Jared Southgate needs to get in there. Oh, that's the equivalent of going to play in China. <laughs> Why, is... Why have you done it? Apart you... from anything, imagine you've got... right. You can't look Alex at Alex McLeish and say, oh, Tom, I'm going to be struggling there. You've got Alex McLeish coming to visit you. He's going to inspire you to join Scotland. <laughs> oh, okay, brilliant. Yeah, he's, he's obviously convinced me. I think Jose was encouraging to play for Scotland. Did you see the interview? Where he's like... I'd encourage anyone to come and take a look at them. I've told Alex McLeish to come and have a word. You bastard. He's wanted that England job for so long now. Bitter. It's probably the perfect time to get on to him. So we've gone through the England squad. So we're happy in the most part. As happy as can be. Yeah, we've we've accepted we've got some fucking bang average players. It's it's unavoidable in a (laughs) 23-man squad. Next question. Has Jose finally cracked? I think he's fucking lost. He went on a, we don't need to say the whole thing. He went on like a 10-minute rant in his press fact. conference, Jesus, about how United shouldn't be that gutted going out to Sevilla. Yeah. Other teams have gone out. His his defence was, I went out with Real Madrid, so... <laughs> and he also said, well, what difference does it make if we got in the last 16 or the quarterfinals? Like, that's the last thing you should yeah, be saying. What? One of the reports, like, I think it's actually more to do with who you went out to. And he's like, this is a very good team in Europe. In the Europa League? They're brilliant. Um, so looking at this, um, Martin Keown said earlier, and he did an article on that it's over for Mourinho, essentially. Oh, really? And he said, Mourinho's lost dressing rooms at Chelsea and Madrid. He knows he's walking a tightrope, but he's doing whatever it takes to get a performance. Trying to get a reaction is one thing, but humiliating his players is another. I do not like the way Luke Shaw has been treated. Mourinho should consider players as his sons, and how would he react if his own child was being treated this badly? Powerful words from Martin. He is right. and I don't think the United players are going to look at how he's treating Luke Shaw and think... Like they respect him but or you anything not, like that. Remember, he's, he's done this to every club he's been at. Real Madrid, he did it with Ozil. Yeah, United um, uh, Chelsea do a hazard. <laughs> he just likes to go for one of the big. There was ones. a one one that he was in the Champions League. I said I've said it so many times on here. They went out to Atletico and he said maybe wouldn't want to. Maybe he wouldn't have gone out of hazard a trap back. I like that though. And then just consider. And then he started digging at the Chelsea fans, saying they weren't loud enough. 
He always has to go to the fans as well, so yeah. I don't know what he thinks that's going to achieve. Like, the fans are going to be like, oh, the man's had to go and they all cheer up a bit now. He also binned one matter at Chelsea, which gets over. Yeah. He's got player of the year, then he binned it. And having your atmosphere at Porto and then expecting every other team to be the same is a bit off as well. Yeah. They're fanatical fans that will literally torch someone for supporting another team. <laughs> <laughs> then you've got Chelsea, which he doesn't complain when he's winning. Bernabeu, which kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. And then, what are you expecting? United, typically the bigger grounds have less of an atmosphere, apart, Roy, in, apart from in the odd occasion. Roy Keane, when he was playing for them, called them the Prawn Sandwich Club. <laughs> then Arsenal called that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've taken that mantle. So, that's just kind of his go-to thing when he's kind of hitting out. He's starting to lash out at the fans, it seems. But yeah. This is, it's, it's disrespectful to the fans in terms of, he's basically saying as well, what do you expect? Yeah. So, well, one of the biggest clubs in the world, He's got the spent X amount of third money. most expensive squad in football in history. Yeah, and so they probably do expect a bit more than going out to Sevilla in the last 16. Yeah. It's, it's not just that either, it's the way they play. Yeah. The whole thing with him is that, okay, it's negative, but he's a winner. But if you take the winning out, yeah. then you've got a boring team that isn't doing anything, not entertaining anyone, and you're losing. This this is completely separate, I just I remember the one to tell you this. Um, so we were sat kind of just above the uh, disabled section at the game on uh, last Thursday. I don't know where this is going. There's a little glint in your eye. I'm, I'm worried. But carry yeah, on. We can always cut it. <clears throat> There's this bloke in a wheelchair. He's been wheeled in. How's he doing a wheelchair? Yeah, key part of it. All of a sudden, he's flicked his shoes off, <laughs> cocked his feet up, and he's just got his feet up no on, way. on the rails. What? <laughs> like this. <laughs> one of the stewards kind of come over and said like what's going on here and we obviously can't see what he's saying he's just done like that put his legs and then just kicked back leaned back and he just carried on <laughs> with his feet up like that reclined in his little wheelchair what with his jo- feet up on the rails what a joker that's still not the worst thing I've seen in there when I saw a woman doing a uh, Sudoku puzzle during an Arsenal game Send a picture of those girls at the Southampton game who literally had a blanket and were asleep on the seats. And they just <laughs> let them sleep. Wow. That was, the, that was when the manager had to go, apparently. So they got Mark Hughes in. Yeah. There's been some awful appointments. There, there's a man who will take a job. <laughs> if there's a job going, Mark Hughes will take it. He always digs me out on Football Manager. I don't even do anything to him. I just, as soon as I started, you click on his name and it just says he's got a dislike for me. Yep. I don't like him anyway, really. But... I had that with David Platt <laughs> since he took my villa job. I always go in on Pochettino. Klopp always. Uh, Klopp doesn't like how physical my teams are. <laughs> on mine last night, it's 2020, and it's popped up. Um, Mancini's just been sacked as Arsenal manager and replaced by Brendan Rodgers. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a glint into your future. I can see that. It's honestly not going to surprise me because I can genuinely see Rogers getting a point. I think people need to stop disrespecting Brendan. You'll like him. I'm sure I would like him. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't mean we're going to win with him. (laughs) He'll play some nice stuff. He'll leak goals. He'll go back to what he used to be. In terms of at least you'll play some nice stuff and not win stuff. Now it's just... the, The horrible thing would be if of all the times he'd be the one that the Arsenal board are like... We've kept the purse strings tight for a while. Let's give a manager some cash. <laughs> he'll he'll do that, and then no other manager will ever be given money again. Brings up Lazar Markovic. We're getting the band back together, <laughs> Lazar. Forty million pounds. No, I can see him lumping us. Someone horrid like Shakiri. 
baller. <laughs> Very inconsistent. He loves the Premier League talent. Someone, um, I saw some of the pundits saying, Shakiri, you think he could be Pep's type of player? And one of the other ones going, you do realise you got rid of him from Bayern, don't you? <laughs> and the guy's just kind of just shrank into his seat. <laughs> I saw someone saying the other day when they were talking about Mourinho letting go of um, De Bruyne. And they're like, people forget that Pep let go of Tony Cruz. And it's like, he actually continued winning despite letting him go, which maybe doesn't look quite so bad then. I saw that thing of um, Chelsea let these guys go, and you had like Lukaku, Salah, and De Bruyne, and all the stats yeah. for this year. And so, yeah, it can't be pleasant reading for a Chelsea fan. They've let go some horrible players through the years. Even people like Matic now. Like Matic well, you look at Batshuayi now at Dortmund, and they're definitely going to sell him. I thought Batshuayi was a mistake when we. Well, I think we both said, didn't we? Like, I don't know why they've got rid of him. Yeah. When he did play, he tended to do all right. Score, just didn't play a lot. Bit inconsistent, but he's a kid. And in turn, they let us get Abamyang because of selling him. Yeah, yeah, you get Abamyang. In the meantime, you've got Morata, who's still a bit hit and miss, and Giroud, who's not being played. Yeah. And he he, he needs some warming into the team. Can't just lump him in there and expect goals all of a sudden because if you do, you didn't watch his first time at Arsenal <laughs> when he missed a penalty in two cities against Shrewsbury. He was like the opposite to Shamak. Started Shamak's career, first couple of months he thought he's not a bad player and then he quickly realised, no, no, he's terrible. Dan absolutely loved him as well. In his first two months, people actually forget this, but Van Persie was coming back from injury and there's a genuine debate. It's like, well, are they going to keep Shamak in the team or bring Van Persie back in? That hair as well, like he'd gone back. Probably Ten years and gelled, gelled it forwards with just spiked up at the back. With a receding hairline <laughs> as well. Not the look, not the one. Awful. So, can you see Mourinho clawing the fans back on side here? Because the best they can hope for is the FA Cup now. They have. And after laughing at us for winning the FA Cup yeah. and claiming it saved our season last year. Yeah, it's going to have to, isn't it? I think he has to have a good run in the league and end up finishing second, which I think they probably will. Yeah. I don't think the other team's going to catch him in there. Hit some form, win the FA Cup, and show sort of signs that it's going to get better. The thing is, he will be given the summer and some money, I would imagine. So he'll probably sign some more players. The excitement will grow again. Lukaku actually said to the press that he can guarantee there will be more big names signing for United in the summer. He's bringing them in himself. Is <laughs> in Pogba's new Eddie, by the way. I don't want to he see. Focus it. less on the fucking Barney and less on actually playing football. For fuck's sake. Yeah, I can't but stand I've, him. I, in terms of long term, I don't see that it's going to work out for Jose. I think United have. A, it seems to follow the same pattern that he's followed several times before. Well, at least it? the previous pattern was your one stuff first. He hasn't won <laughs> yeah. a whole lot in terms of major competitions. So, I think the way he played is, as a lot of people said, a bit outdated. I think he's kind of being exposed. I don't think he has a way of adapting it. I definitely don't think it suits his players. I don't. I don't think it suits the fans either. Who they gonna they want t- entertainment at Old Trafford and they ain't getting it. Well, no, and they don't pay cheap for cheap tickets either. Nope. They're like Arsenal. And I, I said a while ago, I thought the negativity would come up to haunt him just because I thought there was games where you could go for the kill, and it's more entertaining. And you actually finish teams off, didn't finish off severe. What if, you're more than capable of winning over two legs. The they went and played like, for a nil-nil, and then came a cropper at home. When you sit back against a team that's also sitting back, then it doesn't really work. No, yeah, exactly. It works when it works teams are going to press example. you, yeah. But not against most teams. Well, yeah, that one um, where Liverpool essentially lost the league. Sorry, yeah. to bring it back up. The, Ger- the, Gerard, the Gerard slip, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
that was just arrogance from Rogers there because he knew exactly what Mourinho was going to do yeah, and tried to outthink him. And blitz just, him or whatever, yeah. but strange, yeah. Yeah, 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 he was in his head that, that time. And when, when people just stopped listening to his bullshit and just stopped getting into the disputes with him and just let him do his thing, then he just causes his own fire and he just goes up with it. Exactly. Kind of, when you realise there ain't that much to what he's doing either. No. Like if if Tony Pulis went and did it, you'd be saying, this is boring, this is outdated, this, is, this isn't good to watch. What? So The thing is, as well, when he eventually gets rid of Luke Shaw or eventually he just fades away and so he can't go, he's going to go in on someone else and yeah, someone, someone else, else isn't going to take it as well as what Luke Shaw is in well, silence. Pick the wrong one. He's going to, I think, I'm not sure I'll do it to Pogba, no. but he'll do it to someone like Lukaku maybe. I don't think he'd even do it to him. Or even in the middle of the park, just someone who's a I, bit more popular. I actually go for like Martial. Yeah. I think he'll call he him tried lazy. That before, didn't he? Call him lazy or something like that, even though he's not really playing him. Yeah. And he'll just be like, yeah, he doesn't deserve something. He's a very good if he's wise, I'll go in on Sanchez because I'm, he definitely has no friends, whatever. If you look through people like uh, like stories on him, he's not a popular man at any club he really goes to. I don't think he's adjusting well there either. He doesn't look he's good definitely at all. not. Um, but hopefully we'll tune in that. If it gets bad, at the moment they're doing like okay, so it would be good to see him get sacked. But there was a point where he was at Chelsea when they were all going downhill. It's like, I don't want you to get sacked. I want this to just keep going and just oh, see yeah, how 100%. bad it can get. And so I'd quite like to see it get to that point. But when you have the money he does, it's probably hard. There's only so bad you can be with a team of great yeah. players. Yeah, if he spends more in the summer, they probably can't go lower than seconds. No. <laughs> So aside from UFC London, the biggest announcement this week was that Darren Till will be headlining UFC Liverpool on May 27th, uh, Bank Holiday Sunday over here. Uh, I think we're pretty intent on going to this one, despite them having not announced a main event yet. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can get them when they go on general sale, but who knows. Um, so I guess the the big question is, who is he going to face in Liverpool? Um, if we start with Leon Edwards called him out after his win against Peter Sabota on Saturday night, I'm not sure that's going to do much for anyone. I think it's a good one to keep on the back burner in that he's British. He's you can there. make that in the future, can't you? Yeah. I don't think... And if no one else is going to come over, then you can do it there because <laughs> realistically, people are coming over to see Darren Till. They're not really fussed on anyone else. But it kind of does take away from a hometown thing. If you fight another Brit... Because then you're not going to have some of the crowd with Leon Edwards rather than everyone behind the Brit, which is what you want when you're trying to, when you're declaring this event. It's yeah. going to be on the same level or bigger than UFC Dublin. When it's kind of like um, defending your ground, yeah. ground, you want a sort of well, American or yeah, definitely abroad coming over, much in the same way as it's nice when the Brit goes abroad and kind of conquers. Yeah. That's kind of the, the selling point, isn't it? So, I mean, to go through then. Um, the rankings uh, you've got Wonderboy Thompson who's number one in the welterweight rankings and he's probably the dream opponent really the oh. cat's, cat's in here again Jesus <laughs> so, yeah definitely because style wise it should be a dream matchup in yeah. terms of both entertaining but I know Wonderboy's fights with uh, 
Woodley don't in- yeah. don't indicate that. But well, the first one was good. The second one was awful. That's it. And he, it's yeah. funny because going into those fights, he was seen as a guy who's got this different style yeah. to everyone and really good to watch. And then that's yeah. kind of dampened the fight a bit. But two massive guys at the weight. Yeah, those two. They're gonna have to pay him a fortune because he is he is actually ranked number one in the division. I'm not sure how long he'll stay that way. They're probably gonna bump up uh, Dos Anjos as soon as they uh, can get Woodley back fighting again. Yeah. Um, elsewhere, you've got Colby Covington, and he is actually the perfect opponent. Dream yeah. matchup, isn't it? In terms um, of personality because, to sell. Yeah, he can't strike. He got lit up by Damian Meyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, he's a wrestler, which would be interesting to see how Till deals with that. I mean, he's he's stuffed the takedowns of Cerrone, but that's a different animal, really. Um, it's not, a, it's not the old cowboy. No. So that would be that would be good, and there's the beef between Covington and Brazil, and Till is um, well, he's a resident of Brazil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He says he speaks Scouse Zillion after his fights. <laughs> that was just so confusing for people there. Yeah, like, he, Scouse, he like. comes in with the Brazilian and the English flag, so that's definitely something there. Uh, and as you said, the personalities, the Scousers is really just going to hate him, and they're going to sell it that way if if they can make that fight. <laughs> Um, you've got Jorge Masvidal, which I thought made perfect sense, but he's seemingly ruled himself out, saying he won't be ready till a couple of months after. But that would have been a that guy been, who's oh, smaller, been, is willing to trade, and entertaining. Yeah, it should be, should and his personality will come across good as well. Well, not good in terms of a nice guy, but he'll come across well in that they'll hate him because he's just this like gangster. Should be the perfect sort of heel yeah. for the role, shouldn't it? I think last time. He spoke to a Brit. He was telling Michael Bisping to suck his dick. <laughs> so you can even sell like clips of that, can't you? Yeah, if people know Bisping. You can yeah, him doing that. So we've got Damian Meyer, who is I think sixth on the rankings. That's good if you want to add a name, but it's very risky in terms of he does still have that ground game in his locker, despite not being able to strike. If he does get you down, then. In a, in a way, is he not like sort of nightmare opponent, really? Yeah. In terms of like, it doesn't do much for him. And if you do end up getting wrestled all over yeah. the shop, it's an absolute yeah. nightmare. Um, Kamara Usman is another one I thought made no sense at all. You can sell the personality, um, cocky, big, like uh, looks good as an opponent, but he's another wrestler who has the, who has the potential to hold him down for twenty five minutes. You could just kill the show. Yeah. They essentially need someone that's going to light it up in yeah. terms of entertainment, don't they? And you're killing off another prospect then either way. And they're yeah, two yeah, big yeah. prospects. Um, I'm assuming this is kind of the start of really getting behind Till and yeah. sort of building him. Yeah. So. You've got Neil Magny, who's another one that could work. He's just beat yeah. Carlos Condit. He can't really take a shot, um, <laughs> as we saw against uh, Dos Anjos. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. He's higher than Till in the rankings. Is he higher? Than yeah. So Till, I think, is ninth, maybe. Actually, I think he's 12th. Is it? But, yeah. I thought he climbed a bit higher than that. Oh, fair enough. But either way, he's a ranked guy, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you'd imagine that's what he wants. You'd assume, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, Ponzinibbio, you think, is going to headline the event in Chile, so that one won't happen. No. No, I don't see that. Gunnar Nelson is probably the other one that I can see happening. Yeah, yeah. They've yeah, spoken true. about the fight for a while. You can hit Nelson. He has the advantage of that he can take you down and submit you. you. 
the UFC isn't really going to cherry pick for Till, even though they probably should in terms of building a star, not specifically for him, but no, definitely, I think they should. But Nelson is beatable. He's going to be a known guy. He's going to be a guy who's going to be top fifteen all the time. But he's very beatable. Yeah, the submission, the threat of submissions is yeah. He's not probably not going to keep on the ground the entire fight, but it it could be a killer for it. Yeah, it could exactly. be a show killer. So I, I don't know. I think that's the fight they'll actually make. I think it sounds and, realistic in terms of who they can get over. And he's known to the British crowd because he's always yeah. on the Dublin cards. And yeah, he's on the UFC London McGregor as well. Link and stuff. And, yeah. And yeah, he probably isn't going to cost as much as some of these guys we're talking about. No. Some of these and guys he's are actually de- asking for the fight. They're going to be demanding a lot. Oh, is he? Has he been yeah. calling it? Yeah. Most people don't want the fight. Yeah. Because you, just, you don't really get much from it. You might do now because they're putting a bit of a boost behind him, but not coming to Liverpool where... Really, you probably want to fight Till in about a year, don't you? So if he does build up, yeah. you think, right, I'll cash in now. But... And he might outgrow the weight by then because he's huge. At some point, he's going to struggle with that cut, isn't he? He's yeah. not going to be able to make it. Um, So I'd say the most realistic is Gunnar Nelson. The one I'd want would be... Colby Covington, probably just for the build-up, really. Perfect or Wonderboy, yeah. I'd love the Wonderboy fight. That would be class. Yeah. I would even like Masvidal, but I'd, I'd yeah, never I'd love the Masvidal one as that, well. That's we kind of in Dreamland a little bit there. So. And you can compare the Masvidal one to um, how Wonderboy dealt with him. Yeah, yeah. And Direct, he's, sort of or he's also been in with Maya, so you've got a comparison there. But no, who who would you choose? Would you if you could, if you could choose anyone, and if you could, it'd be between Covington and Masvidal. I think, I think Covington would be perfect for what they're trying to do in terms of if you're trying to make sort of a fortress at Liverpool and kind of till defending the ground and uh, this cocky guy coming over that he's going to deal with. Yeah, I think you sort of um, you polarize support doing that. So I would like someone like Covington, and yeah. I would quite like Covington to get beat, because yeah, he's a bit of a fucking nightmare. <laughs> okay, so we haven't talked any basketball for a while, and uh, maybe one of the biggest topics, we did March Madness last week, we'll get into the playoffs, that starts on April the 11th. Um, so we'll do where, where do we think LeBron's going to end up next season? There's how many... Options have I narrowed it down to six different options? Just six. Yeah, six. Okay. All right. If I start maybe with the most likely, um, I I would say the Houston Rockets at this point in time. Team wise, I think. Yeah, because I think that if he doesn't win this year, which looks more, more, and more unlikely, Rockets is his best chance of winning without joining the Warriors straight up. Um. The Rockets may even be good enough to top of them this year, though I don't think they are. But if he can make the numbers work, then a core of uh, Harden, Chris Paul, LeBron James and Clint Capella. That's <laughs> not bad. No, that's, that's... going to be a guaranteed um, Western Conference final there. And as much as people might say, oh, well, then it guarantees who's going to win the finals. That's essentially what you have at the moment anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's, it murders the actual finals, doesn't it? Yeah. Because whoever wins that Western one, yeah, is. <laughs> but that's pretty much what we have at the moment, anyway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You would be watching the Western Conference Finals like yeah. the finals, wouldn't you? Um. So another one I had um, was uh, the Seventy Sixers, which we've spoken about before. I think so, uh, you'd surely think he wants to 
stay in the East. Yeah. So if that's the case. And it's a trio of LeBron, Ben Simmons and Joe Allen Bede. They have the cap space. That's um, the process. Yeah, so it's just whether or not LeBron's Sixers could beat the best in the West, but if he wants to stay in the same conference, and I think this is definitely the most exciting option, and if Fultz actually figures out how to shoot again, then it could be very interesting. His shot is so weird. Yeah. It's properly fucked. I watched him like training. I was yeah. Like, what strange. happened? He literally did the space jam, didn't he? His yeah. <laughs> that might be dependent on how much LeBron trusts the fitness of Embiid, I think. If I could choose somewhere for him to go, that'd be where I'd choose. That'd be exciting, wouldn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, does he trust... Because Embiid still doesn't like playing no. like, two games in a row, does he? No. He doesn't do like, midweek ones, so... Is he going to trust that? At this stage in his career, does LeBron yeah. think... All he, needs trust? Is, all he needs is him in the playoffs, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, play, come playoff time, yeah. when you've got... How many... There's only, like, a, sometimes not a day between no. games. That's, I mean, they have cap space, so depending on what he does, they could bring in some other talent there. We know he likes bringing players with yeah. Um So, I, I did say that maybe the one I'd like him to go to the most. No. no the I Knicks don't. makes perfect sense. Other than Porzingis, what else do they actually bring to the table? All right, so with LeBron, I still don't think they're a title contender. But I do think there's no debate as to who the GOAT is if he can win a title with the Knicks. Oh, my word. (laughs) So it makes sense. And maybe the idea of playing in a market like New York is supposed to be... Being the king of New York or whatever is obviously the guard and all that. But yeah, that was just a that was just a throwaway one. I was gonna say if you, if your thing is that like no argument <laughs> the goat, then we'll send him to Orlando and see if he can win with them. <laughs> well, I've got the Bucks, which they've got a new arena opening up next year. You've got you could have LeBron and Giannis in just a terrifying lineup. Oh Christ! Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not sure they give him a legitimate chance to win the title, but it could be fun to watch while it lasts. And you look at the Cavs team at the moment, then they don't have much of a legitimate chance there. So. Yeah, that's a good point. It's, it depends what you think of the Cavs he's leaving as well, I suppose. Yeah, I think he's what, definitely going there. You think? Yeah. You think the stuff with Ty Lue makes him more or less likely, though? I don't know. I, I, I just think he just doesn't care about being there anymore and he's just going to happily move on. I think he wants to win again and he's seeing that it's not going to happen there. Yeah, yeah. It, it's... Part of the benefit of what LeBron does where he leaves his future up in the air, I think he can yeah. look at how they do in the playoffs and say, right, yeah, exactly. where can I take this team? Or, yeah. or probably how little. Imagine him at OKC with him and Westbrook trying to both get a triple-double in the same game. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing who could be the biggest prima donna. There's almost drama. Get rid of Melo there because realistically if you're going to get one of them it's going to be Melo. Him, Russ, Paul George. Paul George will get you one. Did you listen to Cam and Sean? Me and Sean are actually talking at the races. At the week. We're not actually sure how good Paul George actually is. But I've always thought... I said this too. He, I'm like, just going on what yeah. told, I swear, yeah. with Paul George. I've never actually watched Paul George and thought, no. yeah, top, top player. No. Um, Lakers is the one that's being spoken about most. You can bring LeBronzo. Why is that a thing? Why is why is LeBronzo like, an appeal to everyone? <laughs> LeBron, who likes having the ball in his hand constantly... Lonzo, whose only real skill is his passing ability. It just sounds good. It just... I don't know why everyone's going to think LeBron, his whole career is going to think, I've got to play with this kid. <laughs> my, my career is not complete until i play with this guy. Well, I think the the plus is being in uh, LA. LA. He's already got a $23 million mansion there. The market, 
the brands. He is Lakers is in itself obviously a thing. Lonzo and Brandon Ingram may very well develop into all-star caliber players, but it's how long he's got to wait. I mean, That's does he want to wait until he's 37 and can't carry a team anymore? He would and have then to, they're all-stars. They have to take a lot. People are saying, oh, he's going to go down and he's going to take Paul George with him. That still ain't the, nowhere near the best team in the West. No. No, it's just whether he's, whether he's going for fun or for titles. I think he's going for titles. Though. I think he'll go to Lakers right at the end of the last few years and just chill out there. Do a... An MJ Wizards type yeah. job. Or maybe, speaking of MJ, he goes to the NFL. <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't expect you to come out with that. Hear me out. <laughs> the NFL. He decides that every other team that's on, a, on option to him still doesn't have a chance of beating the Warriors. <laughs> so he goes out to uh, the Steelers. He plays tight end. For a few seasons, while well, the NBA sorts itself out, and then he comes back and gets another ring. It's a fairy tale. <laughs> wow. I forgot the name of the guy. There's a guy on the Steelers who keeps pestering him, saying, You've proven all you can. You need to prove you're the real goat and come to the NFL. Just imagine if, in some sort of strange world, if he goes there and becomes like the best wide receiver in the league. <laughs> Shows Odell what he's doing. That, that would be unreal. Get him in the NFL, get him to the Packers. <laughs> Yeah, Aaron Rodgers and Lord Balls next in. to each other. <laughs> oh, that would be unreal. That'd be too much. For me, I would choose him to go to Houston for the competition, 76 just for the regular season, see how cool it was with them playing together. Knicks just, <laughs> just it being the Knicks. <laughs> the Knicks. Lakers would be quite cool, but no, I don't really want to see that. I don't want to. I don't see really that. want to see him get dicked in like the second round of the playoffs by the Warriors. Bucks, as fun as it would be, I'd rather see Janice come and join him somewhere else. Okay. Than him go to the Bucks. Let's go to Milwaukee. Jesus, nice place supposedly. Going out there, with Anthony Pettis. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Get him to Boston. Get him following Kyrie. <laughs> just ruining oh, his that, life. That would be class, though, to be fair. It's probably <laughs> the best place to go. But, no. Where where would you... Where do you think he'll go and where would you like him to go? I think playing was I think Houston makes a lot of sense if, yeah. they can, if they can manage it, but I don't necessarily think that will happen. Well, I don't think they'd work it with Harden and Chris Paul. No. And it seems to be working now. Throwing another one in there might be a bit much. Just what yeah. just three players want the ball. Um, I actually think he could end up staying at the Cavs. I think he could. I hope not. If they do all right in the playoffs, I'm happy to see him do that because again, you're if he can take that team to a win, yeah, you're boosting your credentials massively. Just there like, yeah, and he's not as much of a mercenary than if he's literally going to two teams. What if he goes back to Heat? Go to Chicago, show MJ the number of them <laughs> twenty three is. Try and that would be quite cool. Yeah, all all Philly, but yeah. Because I'd like to see him stay in the East, realistic. Because otherwise, yeah, to the East versus West, Towns and Butler. That's a nice thing. I'm, not, I'm assuming they can't, but yeah, they wouldn't do. It, I don't think. But I don't think I'd want to go there, Minnesota. No, but there no. We go. We'll see what happens at the end of the season. Anyway, thanks for listening to another episode of the Spitballing Pod. As always, if you could give us a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, and all of that, share, repost. Check out the Instagram Spitballing Pod, the Twitter at Spitballing Pod, www.spitballingpod.com, and we're out.